listening to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Wednesday afternoon, and I'm super excited to welcome back on the program Cruzy McCalligan. Cruz, it's great to see you. How are you doing? And you, it's great to see you too, isn't it? Nice. It's gotten a bit cooler here in Hong Kong lately. I know. I'm wearing, you know, a, a bit of a jacket. I want to say leather jacket. It's plastic jacket. Why? You you're wearing you know. a very stylish leather jacket. <laughs> there are leather. few who can pull one off in the way that you have, Miss oh, Why? Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, do join <laughs> us on Facebook Live, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. Although it's just popped up to say that your internet connection is unstable, we'll have to just do what we can here at, at RTHK. So jo- join us there. <laughs> So what have you got for us this week, Cruzy? Um, We're going to chat about hair dryers and hair drying. Um, Because I'm not sure um, if you can relate as another working mother that I don't often dry my hair because I don't often have an opportunity to. So as much as I would love to. I, I sometimes don't get a chance to. I never used to, but I've been told you always have to. In Chinese medicine, if you don't dry your hair, then the damp will get into your head and you're quite prone to headache, like I am today. Which reminded me, I actually didn't blow dry my hair yesterday, so maybe maybe that's why I've, I've got such a bad well, headache. There we go. But it's yes. all becoming clear. Yes. Ooh. So why don't you have... Well, well, maybe that's what it is. So did you, were you always a fan of, of hair drying and now you don't have the time? Or is it just because you have shorter hair, so your hair dries quickly anyway? Yeah, it does dry quite quickly. But I think it's just that, that not having the time and having like human barnacles on your legs when you're trying to get ready in the morning. And um, But having said that, um, the other day I did dry my hair for the first time in a while and it was on a particularly rainy day and I was a bit wet and awful and it was just a delight having a hair dryer on the back of your neck and I thought I'd love to employ someone to just do this to me in my it's luxury rigidly air-conditioned office to just lightly hair dry the back of my neck um, and then it made me think about it because I, I really did feel like I had a bit of like self-esteem after that I was like oh oh look at that look at me um, and I just sort of thought about it a bit um because, you know, of course, I've never been someone who goes and gets a, a blowout, you know, like you go and get your hair washed and blow dried. I'm not very good at being pampered. So I've never been someone to do that. But um, I wanted to think about it a little bit because people swear by it. I know my grandmother does. Um, so I was kind of wanted to think a little bit about why we have hair dryers and, you know, um, where they came from, what we use them for and all those sorts of things. So I looked into it. And it turns out that it's quite an quite an old invention, and people have been kind of finding ways to creatively dry their hair for quite a long time, um, which is kind of an interesting thought. Going back really, really, really far to probably the 1880s, um, which was the earliest I could find for some sort of like hair drying technique, other than maybe the sun, was um, was this one um, this one thingy that was called a thermicon brush. And basically, it was like a ceramic, I should have tried to find a picture for people on Facebook, but it's a ceramic kind of brush shape that you would fill with boiling water. So imagine like you have a sealed mug flask, and you fill it with boiling water, and it looked like a hairbrush, except it doesn't have the hairbrush bristles. And then you'd wrap your hair around this very, very hot ceramic thing. And that would be how you would dry your hair, which sounds very complicated, and potentially quite dangerous. dangerous. But we're going to talk about the dangers of hair dryers in a minute as well. Um, and then we moved on, and in the sort of the 1920s was when we kind of got that that hair dryer that 
shape, the kind of point and shoot kind of shape that we have, the pistol shape, if you will. Um, but of course, there's also the um, the big head drives, you know, the big the dome machine, thing. the dome, yeah. which we can talk about in a minute. Um, but yeah, so they, they kind of, um, in the 1920s, they had this sort of like wood and Bakelite model hairdryer that obviously wasn't travel friendly to use. It was a point and shoot type um, hairdryer shape, um, but it had it came with its very own vanity, like a light and a bench for you to sit at with a mirror and everything. And it had to because the vanity was its power source. <laughs> you know, like that's had this huge thing you had to carry around with it to make it work. Um, and interestingly, so we have this sort of idea of this handheld, but then we have this handheld idea and sort of like a few years later, kind of the mid 1920s on just like a two speed setting, you know, just like keeping it easy um, and maybe a little bit primitive by today's standards. Um, but it was very, very fast, became kind of a middle class tool, household essential um, in the mid 1920s. Um, and then we um, then you have a look at you kind of got like helmet versions, of course, with women who were curling their hair up and things like that. And that would blast hot air over the entirety of the head to thoroughly dry each section. And that could take up to two hours or longer if you had quite long hair. Yeah. So it was like, can you imagine, like, it seems like I always think of drying your hair because it's a quick fix, but people would sit under something for hours and hours and hours. Even with the modern day hair dryer, if you've got long hair, it's about a 20, 15, 20 minute, you know, um, blow dry before it's entirely dry. It is, it's a long investment. I have to say that now I've gone short, um, I'm not going back because it's a proper, probably a 42 second situation for me. <laughs> um, but it's kind of interesting in that way as well. So there's like all these different um, kind of vintage styles and they've kind of come back in um, in fashion as well because really the principle of the hairdryer ha- hasn't really changed much. It's still heat and air, right, being blown at your head. Um, and so even, you know, there's different ones that we have from like the 1970s and things like that where people, um, which is amazing because I was thinking about how hairdryers have always echoed the hairstyles of the time. So when in the 60s people had their beehives, it, they would go and sit under one of those big dome cones because they'd have to try and set the beehive. So it would take them ages because that's what they were trying to set. Yeah. And then in the 70s, you've got Farrah Fawcett style whooping, swooping, you know, big um, curls, if you can imagine that, right? So, of course, you've got all your accessories to give yourself your big floofy curls and stuff like that. Um, I did find an interesting fact on why it works, like because it doesn't work all the time you know if you've ever have you ever like used curling tongs or something on your hair and then two hours later it's just flat again it's not it doesn't have the bounce anymore i think is it the humidity usually because the heat yeah, temporarily <laughs> breaks the disulfide bonds in your hair so it just um when did you become a hair scientist <laughs> that's amazing because <laughs> i remember years and years ago i i used to that's why when you wet your hair your hair is straight and curly hair becomes straight because it it it, it uh, temporarily breaks the hydrogen bonds in your hair as well but i remember straightening my hair before um and and that's precisely what it does yeah so sad now my hair is falling out and no longer curly or straight then in between limp hair <laughs> it's just it's just keeping your head warm and that's okay yes. mine is too <laughs> but but um but it, it, it's actually that it's all about the hydrogen bonds and that's why it it works why it helps to give 
uh, your hair shape when you style it with a brush or anything when you're blow drying it because it accelerates and controls the form formation of temporary hydrogen bonds inside each strand which is what sets and styles your hair so you're right so that's actually how it works which i never really realized that that's what was happening but it's kind of interesting in that way as well um now before the invention of the hair dryer and before we had all these different hot things that people like to put near their heads um it was not uncommon for men and women to dry for men and women women and men rather uh, to dry their hair using a vacuum cleaner wow <laughs> yeah so apparently um that was um they would just kind of like suck i guess suck the moisture out of their hair you with a vacuum I've and seen... that's where um the, the what we Sorry, I was going to say I've seen modern day people using a, a vacuum cleaner to tie up their to tie ponytails. Have you seen those oh, yes, really I've high ponytails? Yeah. I think it was some dads doing it—a very quick way to sort of swoop up all the hair and then just get to get it into a really slick ponytail. Yeah, it was a hey, time-saving, brilliant idea, really. Yeah, um, but we credit we credit the invention of the hairdryer with um, a man called Alexander Godefroy, who we see we see maybe took inspiration from this vacuum idea when he created the first hood dryer for his salon in France. Um, and of course, uh, so yeah, so once upon a time we used to have these little tiny. It's, they kind of haven't changed in principle those point and shoot hair dryers, but they used to be only about a um, hundred watts of heat. And today we've got have you know the average hair dryer is about two thousand watts, watts in heat. So yeah. you can imagine it would have been like, like would have been like putting your head outside a microwave door <laughs> for hours or something to try and get it to dry your hair. Um, um, of course, uh, by the year two thousand, um, deaths by hair dryer had dropped to less than four people a year which still sounds like a lot of people really but apparently um it was a huge difference from in the mid 20th century there were hundreds and hundreds of cases they of electrocution dangerous. accidents they are dangerous dangerous things yeah they are really aren't they and and i think it's yeah it's one of those things they seem like such a a fun little frivolous thing but they're like you know it's just don't, pure electricity exactly don't blow dry your hair when you're near a bath or something i remember always being yeah told that. yeah so that was a bit of a spooky a spooky thing to think about really um but yeah they say that the standard hair dryer it uses almost 95 percent of its energy to heat hair to heat air sorry to heat air and only five percent of its energy to actually blow that air so um it's not the most efficient really it's not the most efficient design so of course hair dryer inventors um, over the years have always been thinking of ways to maximize that and to make it a more efficient product. And I came across the um, the Dyson supersonic hair dryer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so like, obviously, I'm not doing a sales pitch, and I'm never going to own one of these. But it was just really interesting to see the amount of time and energy and research that went into creating a hair dryer. So the Dyson supersonic hair dryer um, is it's been it was took four years four years to develop it was rigorously tested and the whole idea was that it would have intelligent heat control to defrizz and eliminate frazzled ends and if you see it it's got that thing where it's um like those dyson fans it doesn't have a blade it's bladeless you know what i mean one of those just looks like a hole you're just holding up a hole and somehow air is coming out of a hole do you know what i'm trying to say yeah it, there's no like bladeless technology or whatever they call it anyway so what makes it super unique? So it was it was launched back in 2016, and it revolutionised the electrical styling market. The process to make this type of hair dryer, um, it involved 600 prototypes 
and 50 million pounds in development. 50 million pounds to develop a hairdryer. And they used approximately 1,624 kilometers of human hair in the testing process. Wow. Like, I mean, this is just mind blowing to me that, that that much energy was put into a hairdryer. You know what I mean? Um, and then you just say, okay, well, what makes it so unique? What's the big work? Um, apparently, it uses a digital V9 motor, which is on average six times faster than your standard hairdryer motor, six times faster. And then it has this thing called combined air multiplier technology, which sounds like some very switch copy, which produces a high pressure airflow that dries hair exceptionally fast and protects against overheating. And it also means it's and it's incredibly light. So once upon a time, you had like in vanity that you had your you know, you have to lug around the battery power for your hairdryer. Now you can just hold it. It's super, super light. Um, so it's kind of interesting that all these, that, that that amount of energy went into creating a hairdryer. Um, it was actually, it, the team that worked on it was 103 engineers worked on this product. 103. And I love to imagine this team of engineers like walking around their engineering, hairdryer engineering lab with just these like really epic Quaffant kind of things on their head, parasitics or whatever, um, which is kind of fascinating. Now, before we go today, I have some really interesting things that you can use your hairdryer for that you may not realize you could use your hairdryer for, um, other than drying your hair, obviously, except for as per Hong Kong gyms, which seem to be some of the only places in the world that say you should not be using your hairdryer to dry oh, hair on hair. other parts of your yeah. body than the hair on your head in public spaces, <laughs> which is amazing that nobody, that we haven't really seen that in other countries in the same way that we have here. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's fine. In the comfort of your own home, that's cool. But maybe not, the maybe not when ones. standing next to a stranger. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so here's some interesting things we can use our hairdryers for that we might not have known about. First one is shoe sizing. Okay, so obviously when you break in a new pair of shoes and it's super ouchy and there's loads of blisters, apparently um, what you could do is you put on a pair of thick socks, step into the new shoes, and then blow dry the tight areas of the shoes for a few minutes and then walk around until your feet cool off and the leather loosens up. And um, But they say that try not to do this on synthetic shoes because you may melt them on a higher setting. <laughs> so, don't do so if it's leather shoes you're trying to wear in, that's one thing you can do. Um, they say that um, you can adjust your glasses with a hairdryer. So if your glasses are too tight or too loose, um, this is a way to get it right. You take off your frames and you use a hairdryer to blow hot air on the part that hooks over your ears. And then after a minute, so you can just gently bend up and loosen down to kind of do that. So you can kind of tighten them with that. Another one is for removing stickers. And I am a, I was really happy to hear this because I am a sucker for the fact that, you know, when you have young children and you just find stickers all over your home. Mm. And, then and label, sticky labels and oh. yeah, sticky labels. And it's just sticky, sticky things everywhere. Um, apparently, so price tags and other stickers that are quite a pain to remove, get a hairdryer to loosen the, the glue a little bit, warm it up. And then, um, you can just about 30, 45 seconds, you can, you can peel it off a lot more easily if you've kind of warmed it up first. That's one thing to know. Okay. Also, apparently this also works with a, um, a Band-Aid. So when you have, obviously you don't want it in a very high setting, so you're going to burn your skin. But if you have a, a Band-Aid that you know is going to be a bit ouchy to get off and you just want to loosen it up a little bit, just blow and drying it with a hairdryer for a few seconds, might peel it off a little bit less, a bit more painlessly. So you don't have to get it off, if you know what I mean. Um, 
Apparently, also, you can use it with cleaning gum. So if chewing gum is stuck in a carpet or clothing, you could find your hairdryer heated up a little bit so the gum softens to do that. Um, they also say this is a beauty tip. So this is a little bit beyond kind of my realm of expertise. But apparently, if you are someone who uses an eyelash curler, if you warm up your eyelash curler a little bit with a hairdryer and then you can curl your eyelashes. It temporarily yeah. breaks the hydrogen bonds. Exactly, from our resident hair scientist. (laughs) Um, The other one, which I thought was quite um, delightful, um, was uh, using it for cakes. Not in the way you think, not for baking a cake, but for once you have iced your cake, and it's, maybe it's not looking super profesh and insta ready, you can lightly uh, blow warm air over the top and sides, and it gives it a kind of a glossy finish with the frosting. Oh. So that's something else you can do. Um, of course, um, have you ever had that instance uh, when you have ice cream that's too frozen and you're like, oh, it's too hard. If I put it in the microwave, it's going to get too soft. I don't know what to do. So this is just whip out your hairdryer give it a bit of a, a blast of warm air on the side. That's one I'll be taking with me from this, from this segment. Um, also, like, spot ironing things. So if you have, like, a wrinkled clothes, a little bit that's a bit wrinkled, you need to I fix it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and you just wet it up and then just uh, air, air, um, hot hair dry it, use the hair dry a little bit to try and get some of those wrinkles out. Um, this is one for all the mums, um, which is crayon cleaner is a delight so if you've got crayon all over your walls blowing a bit of hot air to melt the wax and then you can just use dish soap and a paper towel to just wipe it right off which i will be trying after this column because i have many places in my home that i can think of where this needs to happen i I have Um, one and this is another one i really like the idea of which is a keyboard decrummer so like oh go go please i'd love you to add one no no you go 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 for it the crema okay so the the key- keyboard decrummer. So, um, you know when you get crumbs in your keyboard because we're all, um, you know, snacking uh, at our lunch desk. in the saddle. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, just to make sure. So instead of a compressed air duster, which is those like, psh, 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 ones that people use, you can just try using a hairdryer. But just be make sure it's cool air so that you avoid melting your keyboard. Yeah. Please, um, what was your what was your handy hair drying tip? It was um, it was sometimes if you have um, eyeliner pencil that's too hard and you feel like you're just sort of poking your eye a little bit because it's brand new one, oh. the ones that you have to sharpen um, to, to use, you just sort of take the hairdryer and blow dry the tips of your eyeliner or eyebrow liner just very quickly, ever so quickly, five seconds, and it glides on really well. And same for nail polish as well. Delightful. That's a great one. I'm sure I read it somewhere in Cosmo. That's why they're all beauty-related oh, ones. Yeah. But warming up your, nail, your old nail polish. That's probably been sitting around for three years, <laughs> three years plus. Yes. Oh, that's delightful. delightful. I think that's wonderful. I'm going to be carrying yeah. some hair, yeah. my, my hair dryer around with me. I had no idea they were so useful. And also, if you're facing danger, just whip out the hair dryer because people will be shocked that someone's just carrying a hair dryer for no good reason. <laughs> you wouldn't mess with someone like that. You're like, you have no idea how many things this could do. Um, though a quick, a couple of quick facts we could finish on as well. Cruz, um, we've got thirty uh, seconds. How- 30 seconds. All right. We will spend in our lifetime approximately a year and a half doing our hair, just so you know. That's how long we'll spend doing our hair. Yep. That's all. And that's all. Well, Cruz, (laughs) thank you so much for your time today, and I look forward to chatting to you again next week. Thank you very much indeed. And that's Cruz McCall again, and I'll be back again same time at 1.15. Thanks for tuning in.